Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Joel Richardson is back and James Collins will be looking at what happens when a nation turns away from God. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. In 2022, Lord willing, we'll be hosting tours to both Israel and Turkey. You're invited to join Southwest Radio Ministries on an 11-day Holy Land experience to Israel and Jordan and a nine-day Churches of Revelation tour in Turkey. These tours include all-inclusive pricing that covers entrance and program fees, gratuities, overseas transfers, fuel surcharges and government taxes, and international airfare from New York City. Also included in the price are stays in first-class hotels, transportation in deluxe air-conditioned motor coaches, daily breakfast and dinner, as well as guided tours and Bible studies with both Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Walk where Jesus walked. See Jerusalem, Petra, and Masada. Experience Bethlehem, Galilee, and Jericho. In Turkey, visit Istanbul, Ephesus, and Smyrna. Travel in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul and see Thyatira, Colossae, Philadelphia, Sardis, Laodicea, and much, much more. Registration is now open for both of these excellent tours, but space is limited, and these tours are expected to fill up quickly. Visit the tour section of our website for dates, complete itineraries, pricing, and payment information. SWRC. Dot com. That's SWRC.com. Come and experience the Holy Land with Southwest Radio Ministries, Israel, Jordan, and Turkey with Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Register today at SWRC.com or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Joel Richardson is a human rights activist, New York Times best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and recognized expert on Bible prophecy and the Middle East. He joins Dr. Larry Spargimino to continue their discussion on Israel, Islam, and the unfolding signs of the Messiah's return. Our guest is Joel Richardson. Joel is an author, New York Times best-selling author, actually, a filmmaker, a missionary to people in difficult places, and we've been speaking in our previous show about the growth of the church. The fastest-growing church is in Iran. The second fastest-growing is in Afghanistan. And we're going to continue talking to Joel about these very difficult areas, and yet people are getting saved. People are hungry. People are looking for meaning, purpose, love, grace. They're fed up with all of the brutality. Joel, thank you so much for being with us once again. It's great to be back with you, Larry. I know you're quite a Bible scholar, but you also have a real heart for people, especially people in Muslim lands. So it's a privilege to speak to you. How do Christians survive under these circumstances? And what can the church in America learn from the church in Iran and Afghanistan? Well, first of all, one of the ways they survive is they learn how to duck, (laughs) learn how to keep their heads low. (laughs) And so what that looks like is, you know, your average believer in Iran doesn't have Christian paraphernalia lying around. They don't have Bibles and crosses and these type of things. 
they learn how to practice the gray man principle and kind of blend in. And they have to commit scripture to memory often when they go out on the streets. The scriptures that they share, they're in their head. They don't right. have a Bible on the street. And so there's practical things like that that are very different than what we're used to. Obviously, they have digital Bibles on their phones and these type of things nowadays, so it's easy to bypass some of these things. But it's just an entirely different world. And again, I work with GCM, Global Catalytic Ministries. That's the primary ministry in Iran and Afghanistan, actually. And I've been on the board for several years. And I can tell you, Larry, the amount of energy that we put forward into security when it comes to everything from phones to computers to equipment to flight details, on and on and on. I mean, we literally hire guys that are like retired CIA experts that are believers that, you know, are helping us. So there's some real thorough security protocol for everything they do. It's something that you and I can barely relate to. Now, let me say this in terms of what we can learn from them, because this is a really pretty amazing story, actually, is some of the leaders about a year and a half ago in the church in Iran, they specifically felt impression from the Holy Spirit really strongly that they were to begin taking the lessons that they've learned, hard-learned lessons of the past 10 years, and begin training leaders in the West to start establishing underground, radical discipleship-making house church movements here in the West with a strong impression that persecution is coming to the West. They've lived under it, but the word that they got is, here, it's at the door. And amazingly, with COVID and all of the lockdowns and all the political stuff that's been unfolding the past year and a half, it's clear that, you know, and it's not just deplatforming because someone's a Trump supporter or, you know, this type of thing. It's coming. You can see it. It is. It's at the door. We're not there yet. You know, we're not Iran yet. But this sort of Marxist takeover yeah. of the West, the United States, of Europe, and so forth, it's very real. Yes. And by the way, if anyone listening wants more information on this, you can go to sheepamongwolves.world, mm-hmm. you know, enter your info, we'll send you more info. But that's really what some of the leaders have been doing, is actually training leaders here in the West in terms of the very techniques that they use in Iran, and it's been exploding. You're so right about America. The cancel culture in America is really a hideous monster. You know, it wants to see Christianity fall into extinction. And when books are dropped and publishers are afraid their books will be blacklisted, some authors are engaging in self-censorship. And that's the worst kind because it's happening in China. You, you don't exactly know what you can say. And just to be safe, you don't say anything. And that's really dangerous. So we have to be ready. I'm glad you shared that because that's a real problem. Some of the things that are happening to Christian ministries. They're not burning buildings down and so forth, but credit cards are not being handled properly in America. And I can go back to the 70s when Anita Bryant was the poster girl for the Florida citrus growers, but because she stood strong for a traditional marriage, she was really blacklisted. So we're seeing that kind of thing at the present time right now. But the thing I wanted to ask you, I remember one of the shows we did maybe a couple of years ago, you said the way the witnessing is done, they memorize stories. You said like Genesis 1 or Genesis 3 or Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Tell us about what kind of 
gospel approach do they use? And of course, as you pointed out, they don't have a big Bible or tracts and stuff like that. So do they tell a story? Do they try to relate to the people and get the people involved personally and see an identity? Or what is the approach in Iran and Afghanistan? The approach is walk them through the story of redemption. And in order to do that, you begin at the beginning. And, you know, a lot of Christians will say, well, but I thought you're supposed to start with Jesus. And the response is, well, then how come God didn't do it that way? <laughs> you know, there is, there is a few thousand years of building up to Jesus. And so likewise, you have a people who are largely left Islam, but they still are. The Islamic world is a very God-conscious culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they play on that. They're telling them these biblical stories, but they don't say, this is the Bible. You know, the people just hear the story, and they go, okay, you know. And they kind of assume that it's some type of Islamic story or something. They don't really know where it's coming from. And then what they'll ask them is, they'll say, you know, if the story is true, how would it change your life? What would you do differently? You know, and the people respond. For example, in sharing with this woman who was, she wasn't just a prostitute, she was a madam. I mean, she ran a brothel. And after just hearing the story of creation, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, she said, well, if this is true, I would stop being a madam right now. I would stop. Mm. And she literally did. That's all it took was for her to hear a single story. And so not only do they share the story and ask them, so what is God telling you through the story? Then they say, if you're willing to make these changes, if you're willing to actually carry these things out, in other words, obedience, then I'll share the next story with you next time we get together. And so what they're actually doing is training, and this may sound controversial, but they're training unbelievers how to read Scripture or hear Scripture, how to apply it, and how to be obedient to it. Even before they're saved, they're beginning to teach them what it means to actually read and obey. And so by the time they get to, you know, the stories about Jesus and the Gospels, most often what's funny is the Lord intervenes, and they are already, even though they don't quite have all the understanding, they're already beginning to walk with God. Wow. Some people get upset by that. They're like, you can't disciple unbelievers. You have to make them believers first and then disciple them. And actually, you know, as a parent, I can tell you, you start training (laughs) them from scratch, and hopefully then when the Holy Spirit enters them, then it becomes, you know, a lifelong pursuit. Right, right. Wow, that's so beautiful. My heart is thrilled. All these precious people in places like that, God loves them, Jesus died for them, and and here are believers. And I imagine, Joel, in Iran and Afghanistan, you know, and you start witnessing to somebody, that person could be a government agent. They could be going along with you just to get more proof that you're a Christian. So I imagine there's a great deal of risk there when you start opening your mouth about the Bible, even though you don't mention God or the cross, but if you talk about creation and maybe you quote Genesis, it's a highly risky thing. Yes, it is, but there are, I'll just say there's filters to be able to identify government, secret police, this type of thing, and leave them behind. As part of this process of hearing and obeying, if they're not sincere, if they're secret police, they're not going to make it very far themselves within this process. And so there are some safety mechanisms that work. In a mafia state like Iran, where everyone's (laughs) telling on everyone else, they do run into secret police. The government 
back when Obama gave Iran that whatever it was, billions of dollars, the first thing they invested it in was more secret police. Yeah. They hire college kids, kids that need money, you know, and they're out on the streets looking for Christians. And so they need to be ready for that. Right. Right. And I think today with technology, in fact, Mao, Mao was bad. But in China now, President Xi is the Maoist, but he's got all the surveillance. He's got the eavesdropping equipment, the retinal scanning devices. They can spot you in a crowd. And it's amazing how the gospel is prospering in these places. But many years ago, it was probably 2009, Around the time of my first trip to Pakistan, I read Joel Rosenberg's book, It Changed My Life, Inside the Revolution, How the Followers of Jihad, Jefferson, and Jesus are Battling to Dominate the Middle East and Transform the World. It was through that book that I first learned of how Jesus is appearing to Muslims in dreams and visions. Is this kind of thing happening too? I mean, it must be because people are so courageous, but I know Hormo Shariat, who's supposedly the Billy Graham of Iran, has cited some of this. I wonder if you've heard about it in Iran or maybe in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty regular occurrence. I mean, anybody who's been involved in this long enough has met someone that has a dream about the man in white. And they don't always know who it is. Sometimes he identifies himself as Jesus, but it almost always precedes them coming to faith. If you ever really want to hear some great stories, there's a guy named Tom Doyle. Yes. Tom and Joanna Doyle. They're down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they've written a book, Dreams and Visions, where they document a lot of these. And, I mean, it's happening across the board in the Arab world, in the Persian world, in Indonesia, just in anywhere where people are open to dreams. In the Muslim world, you know, which they, they are very open to dreams, the Lord is appearing. Now, again, I want to emphasize, it's not as though every Muslim that's getting saved is because they had a dream. Right. The vast majority of the time, it is because someone was bold enough to share the gospel, to step out in faith, and to do their part. But the Lord is definitely stepping in and helping, so I'll put it that way. Yes, and I remember back in 2009, after I did a couple of interviews with Joel Rosenberg and, and spoke about dreams and visions, that afternoon, one of our listeners, then she was 85 years old, she called from Vancouver. She lives in an Iranian neighborhood. Basically, she had been witnessing to this Iranian man. He wasn't interested. And then one night, about 9 p.m., he was pounding on her door. And he wanted to get in, and he wanted to talk to her. And he told her about a dream that he had, and the day after, his nine-year-old daughter had the same dream with the same man in white who was quoting John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's so many of these things happening where God is reaching out. I'm so excited that guys like you, Tom Doyle, and Hormo Shariat and others can do a wonderful work. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your time, and we will certainly pray for you, for Afghanistan, and for Iran. Well, thank you so much, Larry. I, I deeply appreciate it, and thank you for all that you're doing as well. Get your copy of the complete two-day conversation with Joel Richardson by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Be sure and register for our Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference. This is an all-online conference. Great speakers that are all online. Billy Crone, Michael Hoggard, 
Bill Federer, Eric Barger, Greg Patton, Larry Stam, James Collins, Larry Spargimino, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Rob Linstead. You can watch all the sessions when you want, as often as you want, from the comfort of your home. Watch anytime between October 29th and November the 6th. Register today for our Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference, swrc.com, and click on Conferences, or call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can register for the Virtual Conference, swrc.com. Tomorrow is the final day to get this month's special thank you gift. God's Promise Box, a beautiful painted canvas cloth box depicting the Lion of Judah looking over the holy city of Jerusalem. This box is filled with Bible verses that remind us every day of God's promises. Make sure you get your Promise Box for a gift of $100 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also go online and get this month's thank you gift, swrc.com. Ministry friend Larry Stam is here with today's Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stam here with the Messianic Minute, Biblical Connections Through a Jewish Lens. In Isaiah 52, 7, the prophet declared, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Just as Isaiah spoke of the good news of the physical salvation of Judah out of the hands of Babylon, the Apostle Paul described the good news of spiritual salvation delivered by believers as he quotes that Isaiah passage in Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Thank God for the privilege of being his feet and bringing the good news of Jesus to the lost. For more connections, visit our website at larrystam.org or see our Larry Stam Ministries Facebook page. Larry Stamm has a brand new book coming out next month, Jewish Roots of Christianity. Be listening for your opportunity to get Jewish Roots of Christianity by Larry Stamm. Troubling times are all around us. A nation that some say is in chaos. A nation that no longer looks to God and no longer trusts in Him. Staff evangelist James Collins is here to look at what the Bible says happens to a nation that turns away from God. The Bible says in Psalm 33:12, "Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage." The psalmist is speaking of the nation of Israel. God chose Israel as the nation through which he would bring his promised Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. He promised to provide, bless, and protect the Israelites if they followed him. And the nation of Israel was founded on the word of God, and for a time they served him. But the Old Testament gives us heartbreaking details of what happened when they turned away from him. 
Israel's history shows us some of the consequences that can befall a nation when its people turn away from God. Like Israel, the United States was founded on the Word of God, and for a time, Americans served Him. Back on June the 7th, 1776, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia moved that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. The resolution was adopted on July the 2nd, and the Declaration of Independence was approved on July 4, 1776. Most of the signers of the Declaration of Independence had seminary degrees, and that influence is strongly reflected in the first two paragraphs of the document in which the reality of God as Creator is clearly acknowledged. Because of their acknowledgment of God, they defied the odds, and beginning with a ragtag militia, the colonies, with the help of France, went on to win their freedom over what was then perhaps the greatest military power on the earth. It was the enduring belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the father of Jesus of Nazareth, that I believe made America the greatest nation in the history of the world. And I'm not saying that our country was ever perfect. The injustices inflicted on Native Americans, the enslavement of other human beings, and the denial of the right to vote for women, those things still stain our history. But we learn from those mistakes, and we work to correct them. Our willingness to step up and sacrifice ourselves to stop aggression abroad have been legendary. The advances in living standards and technology this country has made has been no less than spectacular. But then, something went terribly wrong. On June 17, 1963, by an 8-to-1 vote, the Supreme Court effectively kicked God out of our schools. Worse than that outrage was the silence of most of the Christians in this country to allow the outrage to stand with no significant challenge. Within five months, President Kennedy was gunned down in Dallas. The succeeding years of the 1960s were marked by the assassinations of Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr., the deepening and divisive involvement in Vietnam, the expansion of the drug culture, free love, and the general loss of the innocence and optimism of our society. I think it's safe to say that we never really recovered from the 1960s. Then on January 22, 1973, by a vote of 7 to 2, Roe versus Wade prevented states from restricting abortions within the first three months of life or banning it for the second trimester. So let's see where we've ended up since then. Instead of the Lord's Prayer, our schools now hand out condoms, have full-time police patrolling the hallways, and are increasingly bringing in a homosexual-friendly agenda even into kindergarten and Head Start. Instead of families consisting of a mother, father, and children, over half of the families today are now single-parent, and a growing number of families are composed of homosexual or lesbian parents. Even in traditional families, mom and dad are passing off the upbringing of their infant children to strangers in daycare. Later on, some of these absentee parents are then expressing complete surprise that their kid is using drugs or planning and sometimes succeeding in carrying out terrorist acts. 
4,000 of the unborn who had no voice or choice in their conception are terminated in what is called a procedure each and every day. Today, America has willingly abandoned our leadership technologically, economically, and as we have seen, morally as well. We look in confusion at the converging of economic, political, religious, and even natural events as they envelop in a turmoil that seems to be swallowing up not only the world, but now coming home in earnest to the United States, and we wonder why. There is a passage found in Deuteronomy that, even though it was specifically directed toward the Israelites as they headed for the Promised Land, perhaps still gives insight into why America has ended up where it is today and what its future will be if our present course continues to be followed. In Deuteronomy 4, verses 25 and 26, God says, When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. America is headed toward destruction. Now, in the end, we know that God will make things right for those who believe and trust in Jesus. But when we stand before him as we all one day will, what account will we give of our stewardship and witness of his word when it really counted? Christians need to speak up and speak out against the moral decay in our country. We need to take a stand when society works to remove every aspect of our godly heritage and history. We need to get back to the Bible and back to the values that this country was founded upon. It's time to invite God back into America. It's time to invite God back into our schools. It's time to invite God back into our homes. It's time to invite God into our hearts. A while back, after another senseless school shooting, one television commentator asked the question, where was God when all of those high school students were brutally murdered? Where was God, you ask? Did you forget that we asked him to leave? This is James Collins reminding you that the Bible says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. We are once again excited to offer two powerful resources from Joel Richardson, the DVD, End Times Eyewitness, and the book, Sinai to Zion. The DVD, End Times Eyewitness, takes you on a firsthand journey into the heart of the biblical world, to the front lines of the ongoing Middle Eastern revolutions. Filmed in several nations and featuring the testimonies of global Christian leaders, pastors, theologians, and missionaries, End Times Eyewitness reveals which biblical prophecies of the last days are being fulfilled in the earth today and what is coming next. The book, Sinai to Zion, is an exciting study of how the Bible uses the Exodus story as the basis for the vision concerning the glorious and triumphant return of Jesus the Messiah. Both the DVD, End Times Eyewitness, and the book, Sinai to Zion, are available together for a gift of $40 or more when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. 
Get both the DVD and book for a gift of $40 or more by calling 1-800-652-1144 or visit swrc.com. Tomorrow, be sure and tune in as Greg Patton will be living in today's world and will have an important end-of-the-month ministry update. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.